0: This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever it may be for you. It's uh, June 24th and I'm doing another one, even though I said I would only do one a month and one will be coming out first Monday in July. But I want to talk about this topic a little bit that I posted up on LinkedIn because it's been an interesting response. And then I want to talk to you about a new development in my podcast world that I think you'd be interested in or probably disgusted with but eh, we'll see. So why don't I start with just the the topic which is the the 10 steps to being a lifetime loser and why I posted it on LinkedIn. Um, There's a technique used in by therapists which is a risky one but sometimes is effective, which is more paradoxical. And a simple example may be that let's say a therapist is working with a couple has done so for I don't know a couple of years, nothing seems to change, and so in an effort to motivate the couple, the therapist says, "Well, you know what? I think you should just get a divorce and forget coming to therapy." and the the theory behind that is with a paradoxical kind of approach the people will sort of see things differently and say what do you mean divorce we love each other we do this together we do that together and the hope is that that will sort of jar them into a sense of uh, taking action to help their relationship now it's very risky because when you do that people might say okay (laughs) and then blame you for the problem so it's very rarely used I didn't use it very much in my 30 years uh, of practice for that reason but on occasion particularly with couples it would be more a, a, of a statement like it seems like we've been going down this road many visits it seems like nothing has changed perhaps it's a good idea to consider other steps to terminating your relationship and you know coming to see me doesn't seem to be working so I guess that's kind of a soft way to do it but in, in the case of my heading Ten, 10 steps to being a lifetime loser. I really was getting a little not frustrated, but just I guess I, I have to deal with the reality that even though you see a path that would help um, many people, most don't want to take a path or even consider the path or even look at the map because they're so invested with their own way of living their lives that they're just not feeling good about. So I thought, well, let me write an article, a short post that, you know, uses some paradoxical techniques but to be honest and truthful about 10 ways that uh, this real loser lifestyle, which appears to be very common today, seems to be everywhere. Now let's separate uh, being a loser from being a, I just call it a non-loser because remember today it's not really politically correct to talk about winning winning isn't considered something that we should be even thinking about everybody wins it's all a zero-sum it should never be a a zero-sum game everybody has to win which of course is a fallacy and doesn't make sense in the real world let alone nature but for our purposes let's just talk about a lifetime loser and then we'll talk about in my opinion what a winner is And, and a winner really is someone who takes whatever they have whatever you know brain power. Um, position opportunity and does the best they can squeezes every drop of possibility out of their life to make the world a better place to make it better for their family their community and the planet that's my definition of a winner so the more opportunities you have for example if you and I were uh, to have woken up this morning in a, in a makeshift tent at a landfill site in a third world com- country because that's where we live and our job every day is to go out and rummage in the garbage and find enough to be able to recycle, sell, to be able to buy enough food or water and then every day we do the same thing over again and the average lifespan is about 35 or 30, that's a tough day. If you're listening to this podcast, it's likely you did not wake up under those conditions. So you had an opportunity today based on genetic lottery, luck of the draw. You were born in a place where, you know, that's not happening for you or myself. And so what did we do today to take advantage of our education, background, training, opportunity, uh, financial resources, ability, and so on? Did we get everything we can out of it? And that's the opposite of a loser so the first step to being a lifetime loser number one seek out a life of comfort without conflict or pain all you want to do is have a calm existence you don't want any hassles you don't want any pressures you certainly don't want any pain and you avoid conflict at all costs you don't want to ever disagree with anyone and you don't want anyone to ever disagree with you Well, the first as you probably would expect that's really not possible and really isn't part of living because life is about pain and conflict and struggle and at times there's some pretty good spots you will but it's generally it's a it's a challenge if you if you're if you're living it but if you want to live a lifetime as a loser then you would seek out a life of comfort. Number two, never admit your mistakes. I'm just going to go through them. I'm not going to tell you the opposite because I think you can figure that out. Never admit your mistakes. The problem is when you, when you never admit a mistake, you can never learn anything because we only learn from mistakes. So people who never admit their mistakes are stuck. They're never going to change. They're never going to learn. They're never going to become the best person they can be because they're never wrong. They have nothing to gain or or learn. And with that, number three, always blame someone else for your state in life. It's your bad parents, your partner, the economy, Justin Trudeau, don't get me started, whoever it is. But in reality, that's not true and we know it. But if you want to live your life like a loser, always blame somebody else. Number four, believe that you are a product of your past and there is nothing you can do about it. Um, The part to that which is difficult is that you can do nothing about it. You can't move on and that's the part that gets stuck. You know, we do know that our background, education, our, our experiences growing up are a big impact of who we are. Both positive and negative. But from today on, how you handle that is your responsibility. Not the people that hurt you or the people in the past you feel slighted you or whatever. Number five, hard work is something to avoid. That's number one on the list today. It used to be, you know, it was a college education. It was uh, some kind of um, degree or certification. Today, the ticket to success is hard work ethic and a demonstration that you will do that. I was at a construction site today, one of our projects, and the um, big backhoe guy who owns the company said to me, you know, he said, we're really behind. Uh, My employee left. I can't find anybody. I will train anybody to do this work. All they have to do is show up on time and want to work. He was he basically asked me if I knew anybody. I think he was kind of sizing me up too, but he knows I wouldn't be very good at that job. But I'm telling you, hard work is something to avoid is, is a key, key signal. Because regardless of what you're doing, regardless of what level you're at, you have to work at it. You have to work very hard. And if you think it's something you need to avoid... While you're on your path to being a lifetime loser. Number six, seek out people to tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. You know, when I reflect on my 30 years of practice, that was one of the challenges because when I would gradually get to the point of people feeling confident enough to hear what they needed to hear, uh, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to, and I'm only interpreting. I'm not telling, I'm not giving advice like you should do this or that. I'm just saying it looks to me like this is what's happening. And of course, when you get to that kind of transparency, people don't want to hear that. There's this, you know, one of the toughest groups I dealt with tough in the sense of trying to help were people who had real difficult problems as adults Working through issues with their adult parents when the adult parents were very nasty people. The adult parents, meaning the person's now in their 80, 80s or late 80s, and the person coming to see me may be in their 60s, and the person continually is conflicted because reality tells them that this is not a nice person. The person is egocentric, the parent, they don't care about anybody else but themselves, they have no time for them, they spend no time, quality time, they only ask of things, they demean, negative self-esteem, all of those kinds of things. And yet the 60-year-old child continually seeks out the love of the parent and the reassurance and the unconditional love that the 80-year-old parent cannot or does not want to provide. And I used to talk about a you know, Every time you go visit with your 80-year-old parent and you think you're going to get something, it's like you know there's no water in a well and it's one of those hand pump wells and you keep pumping the, the handle thinking water's going to come out and it doesn't and then you get frustrated because there's no water coming out of the well. There's no water in the well to come out. So you may not want to hear that, but you can't move on until you can hear that. Seven. Extremely important. I mean, they're all important, but this one I found interesting to the reaction I sent this uh, out and the lack of response from some people. Hang around with people who have no ambition or who need you desperately or have declared that they themselves are lifetime losers. You know them because after a few minutes with them, you feel exhausted. They suck the life out of you. There's so much research done on this. There's one study where if you're sitting around someone at work who is constantly negative and toxic we call it your productivity drops 30%. And let's look at what's happening in the government. Um, I believe the last statistic that was publicized immigration has 809,000 files that are behind schedule. They They haven't gotten to them. They're just too busy. Well Okay, let's just move on, but think about it. Number seven, you know, if you hang around with people who have no ambition, who, of course, in reflection, do not want you to have any ambition or success, then that's another important key to being a lifetime loser. Number eight, believe that any child of any age can make any decision of any type, and you must respect that. Parenting means giving children anything they want, when they want it, with no discipline or structure. So in the parenting realm if you have children and that's what you believe then you're well on your way to being a lifetime loser. Number nine, believe that money is evil. Classic, classic one uh, that stops people in their tracks from achieving success. Because what people forget about is that if you don't believe that, and of course, money is a consequence <clears throat> to doing good work or providing a good or service that people want. You can give more to charity, you can help more people who need your help. But if you want to be on your way to being a lifetime loser, believe that money is evil. And finally, believe the idiots that say you'll never amount to much or any people around us. <clears throat> could have been a teacher, could have been a relative, could have been a spouse, could have been, you know. Sorry for that drop, pen. Could be could be anybody out there that's supposed to be there to help you, but instead turns around and is not there to help. So those are the 10 steps to being a lifetime loser. Go through that list. How many of them remind you of yourself or someone else? And then, as I say in the intro, I challenge you to send it to someone because if you send it to someone who may have a lot of those characteristics, The chances are they're probably not going to respond to your email, but you'll take care of number seven for yourself because they won't want to hang around with you anymore. So you would have eliminated them from your circle of friends and social group. It's, um, it's uh, the benefit of this, I think, and and a lot of these things I do, you don't understand when I do these things they are good exercises for my own uh, learning. Is an internal structure such as this gives you confidence uh, to live your life the way you need to, you know you need to live it? So be strong. And now I'll just close with with thoughts on, on the upcoming future. So very shortly on one of the podcasts, I'll be giving some information of how Invest Like a Honeybee will no longer be a free uh, podcast. Uh, does not matter if one person or nobody responds or nobody signs up, I don't care. Uh, I've moved to the point where the podcast is going to be once a month or whenever else, for sure once a month, but there'll be other surprise, I don't want to call them surprises, there'll be other updates as they come forth. May also be doing a written newsletter, but for sure there'll be a podcast on this topic of Invest Like a honeybee. Uh, May have a different title, I'm not sure I'd like to keep the same title, but leaning more towards, um, you know, my investment secrets or something about, and I want to be more upfront and open about what I'm doing and what I'm, you know, involved with, but also what I'm re- what I'm reading as far as books and any trades or transactions I did during that month and why or why not and talk about business and so on. And it gives you an opportunity to really get an inside look at what I'm doing and I think it's respectful in that um, it's a product that, the real reason I'm doing it, and it was on the treadmill this morning, was uh, the chances of someone listening, not doing anything, just listening to the message is much greater if they pay for it. There's clear evidence of this. We saw this across all kinds of services. If you pay a little bit, you do more with it. And we're probably looking at a annual, meaning a yearly subscription fee of about $135 a month, I'm thinking. Um, and I don't care if there isn't anybody that subscribes that I'm talking to myself because I'm doing them to basically, you know, work through some things I'm working on in, in business wise and so on. So, so it's, it's, it's a win for me regardless, but um, the old podcasts will still be out there as an inventory because I think they're very helpful, but we are moving more into an area where um, there'll be more information, I think, that's helpful. Along with books I'm reading. I think I think once a month is a reasonable, uh, you know, book to be reading. I should probably be more than that. But one a month is good. And uh, there's a list in Invest Like or What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees. Once you get through all those books, um, now I'm on a different route. And I can tell you why or why not. It might be a good book to read. And also on on what's happening on the investment side in real time. Remember, I don't do predictions. It's not a book about trends or the future or anything like that. It's strictly going to be about uh, the 10 principles we learned from the Beehive, but also with more of a, you know, uh, a real life application. And I think it's only fair that there's a fee for that. Um, And again, I'm really fine if it's not right for you because this has all been free. Don't subscribe uh would rather have you not if you're not sure and uh because it is what it is and i can also address more topics such as you know the loser idea and some of the other issues out there because if you're a paid subscriber you know what you're getting and there'll be nothing out there open to the public uh so we don't have to deal with some of the other losers who continually i had someone today uh and and i don't understand a person said well yeah, right. It was a comment about the website. Yeah, right. Uh, I'll, I'll work I'll work all year so you can have your summers off or something. I, I don't even know what that means. But I said like, I think it was like three in the morning, Eastern Standard Time when I was working this board again. I said, well, I, I'm going to work the rest of my life. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, so we'll get rid of some of that stupid and we'll get focused on uh, just making a difference. This is Hank for Invest Like a Honeybee. Have an amazing week, and I will be speaking with you on July, I think it's July 3rd, and I'll let you know when things change. Have a great one. To learn more about how honeybees can help you in your investing and personal life, go to investlikeahoneybee.com. There you'll learn how listening to the honeybees helped us in so many ways and can help you. investlikeahoneybee.com